Welcome back to the Flat Rate Tech Podcast. I didn't quit yet. Almost. Patreon still got podcasts. Patreon.com slash Flat Rate Tech Podcast. Check it out if you want to. Five bucks. If not, I don't blame you. I got a quick uh, question for you guys. Have you ever relocated jobs? Like, left your shop you're at now and moved to a different state and started at a new shop? If so, email me. Let me know how it went. Let me know if you got any uh, advice. I got questions like, did the new shop you went to, did they offer any assistance? Any relocation assistance? Did they help you find a house to buy? Did they tell you that the area their shop's at is wonderful? It's perfect. Great place to raise a family. And then you showed up there and it was a fucking drug-infested neighborhood? Fucking zombies walking around everywhere? Did they lie to you? Did you trust them? Can you trust them? I don't trust anybody, dude. Nobody. Anyways, if you have any uh, tips or tricks or suggestions, email me at flatratetechpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know. Just curious. You know, I post memes on the Facebook page and the Instagram page as jokes, right? I post them because we can all relate to them. All mechanics at every level can relate to the memes that I make. I post them because I think they're funny as hell. A lot of other people think the same thing. Shop life, technician life, dealership life, right? This podcast is basically a meme. It's a comedy, it's reality, it's, it's here for you to relate to and laugh at and understand that the same shit goes on at every shop and you're not alone. Then, I get the replies on the pages. I get the emails, I get the messages. I get them from a lot of younger techs that talk about the memes I make and how it's happening in their shop right now. The boss watching techs load up toolboxes and leave. And they're wondering why isn't he doing anything about it. I posted one about a five-day work week. And somebody commented on it and said that they made us work more Saturdays saying they're going to load the schedule up. But they stand around all day and nobody makes any money. And now they won't go back to the four 10-hour shifts that they had previously. Another one says that we have everybody in the shop sharing job ads with each other, trying to find a better shop to go to. Another one said techs are looking for second jobs to survive. No technician should be working two jobs unless they want to. I mean, I can go on and on. Just look at them. Just go on the page and look at them. And check out my job resume I posted, dude, in case you're hiring. You know, I'm still going to keep posting all these fucking memes I make. But when are the problems going to get fixed? My shop that I work at, it's good. It's not perfect. Never will be perfect. But it's good. Great managers, great owners, really good technicians, and some shitty techs. But hey, it is what it is. And I'm one of the shitty techs. We got a great schedule, a great pay plan. Why don't you? Why doesn't your shop pay more or at least pay what the other ones around you pay? Once one shop in your area starts paying better, the others around will have no choice but to raise their pay rates in order to keep or gain technicians. Whoever raises their pay rates first are the least greedy ones. So go shop around at that shop and see what's up. I'm just saying, you know. I posted some uh, general numbers on the 
Flat Rate Techs page on Facebook. It's numbers from a Wrenchway poll for technicians, and I just asked, what do you think about this? And I got some answers. Some think the numbers are too low. Most of the people agree with the numbers. You have to check that out. That's on the page. If you want to. If you give a shit. But it, it's making me think, dude. Do you think managers ever ask themselves, what am I doing wrong? Or what can I do better? Besides asking themselves, how can I make more profits off the backs of the hard-working Americans I own in the shop? It's just a thought, dude. It's just a thought. You know, I reached out to a couple of businesses that I currently support and asked if they wanted to sponsor or advertise on the podcast. I've been told my podcast is too vulgar. I use foul language. I say things that shouldn't be said. I don't know what country these companies are in, but this here is fucking America, dude. This is a comedy podcast. That's what it says. Free speech, dude. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Just say you're a communist and you don't support comedy or free speech and China owns you and everything will be fine. We understand. Anyways, one of them I wrote back said, take your triple boosted vaccinated Bud Light drinking ass somewhere else then, dude. (laughs) Just wait till my new YouTube video comes out that I'm doing in blackface. Fucking white people, dude, right? This episode's going to be called Cancelled. Can somebody tell me why a jump box costs so much fucking money? It's cheaper to warranty a good battery off a customer's car, keep it, use some jumper cables, and just carry the battery to the car and jumpstart it. It's a fucking pro tip for you, dude. $300 for a fucking jump box. Last one I bought, I left in my garage and it swelled up and almost blew up. Tools are just fucking expensive, dude. I want to get some new ratchets, some new sockets, some new extensions. But I just can't justify going on a fucking tool truck anymore. So if you got a recommendation on a tool company that sells affordable tools that last, if you got one, let me know, dude. Email me. There's no reason to pay $300 for a fucking ratchet. Even for a basic socket set, 300 bucks is ridiculous. I got a family to feed off fucking warranty times, dude. Just trying to survive out here like everybody else. I know techs that have 30,000 toolboxes full of tools. Well over 100 grand worth of tools. And they only turn 30, 40 hours a week, dude. What an investment, right? Wonder why nobody wants to do this shit. Manufacturers need to fix warranty times, dude. And we need an affordable tool company made in the USA that sells quality tools we can afford, dude. And warranties them. That'd be a good start. So if you got a tool company, let me know. Email me. The economy sucks right now, and it has been for years, right? Interest rates are crazy high for homes and anything, really. Everything costs too much money. New cars are fucking way too high priced. And us technicians know they're all pieces of shit and they ain't worth it. We gotta fix them all day. People are not really buying new cars. They're keeping what they have and trying to keep them on the road for as long as they can. Then what happens? They bring it in the shop in perfect condition, like clean as hell, well-maintained, well-kept up. But they need a part that's obsolete, one you cannot get. Now what? They gotta use junkyard parts, if you can even find one. I just ran into this issue last week, dude. 
customer had a really clean older car and it needed a part, and the part was obsolete. Can't get one anywhere. It was a part inside the vehicle, I'm not going to get specific with it. But what I did was I fabricated it, patted myself on the back, and shipped the fucking car. Shit's getting ridiculous, man. These aftermarket companies that make parts are going to be making a fucking killing, dude, just saying. I recently talked to a uh, a younger technician, not on the podcast, but emails. He's in a southern state at a dealership in a very busy area. We went back and forth, right? A lot of shit came up. One, one of the things is he's like me and he doesn't believe that there is a technician shortage. Many people believe there is, and maybe there is in your area because all the shitty shops ran the technicians out of the industry, so you can't find any. Or your shop has a bad reputation, nobody wants to work there, whatever. His shop has been hiring techs five more in the last month. Hours have been getting low. The work's not there. He's turning 25, 35 hours a week when he used to turn 50, 60. Because they're hiring more technicians. They have two lifts per tech, and some are now losing a lift for the new guy. This is not an import shop where cars come in and out. This is a domestic shop. That when you get an engine noise, you got to tear it all down and inspect it, take pictures of everything, finger fuck a keyboard for two hours, and send all this bullshit information to the factory to get approval to replace or repair their fuck up. Then they write back two days later and ask for more pictures and information when they clearly fucking know this is a common issue. And they get the same fucking issue sent to them daily, but they still act like the technician doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And makes them jump through hoops and shit like they're in the fucking circus. So this car has been torn apart for two fucking days waiting on approval tying up the bay so the tech can't do anything else on it. So he sits on his ass making no fucking money. Used to have two lifts but now they hired in more people so he only has one lift. Why do shops do this? Why do they hire more techs than they need? More techs than they can fit in the fucking shop. People think it's because they're going to fire somebody. They're going to get rid of Fred because he takes too many smoke breaks. Or Tom because he shows up late to work every day. Nah, they're not going to fire anybody. Why would they do that? If they do, their turnover rate would be too high. Us mechanics still fucking care about their turnover rate, right? We're there for the money. But when they start hiring in multiple techs and your hours start dropping, what are we supposed to do? It seems like they don't care about your hours, dude. And they really don't, in my opinion. You know the saying, I say it all the time. 40 hours per bay, it's what they say. In import shops, that can be true. But domestic shops, it doesn't work like that, dude. And with the cars getting more and more advanced and the diagnostic steps more and more thorough because the parts cost a fucking fortune if they're even available, the time it takes to properly diagnose a car has gotten more time-consuming. When you have to keep sending pictures and finger-fuck keyboards for hours to send to the manufacturer the issue that they already fucking know, it's a waste of fucking time. But the dealerships are still on this saying that each bay produces 40 hours no matter what. So what do they do to fix this problem? They hire more technicians. They believe that's going to fix the issue. Then they say in the meetings that this is going to help you scrape every little thing you can find off of each car you get. This will help you sell more work because you'll have more time to inspect each car. 
which is basically them telling you to try to survive with what you got because you ain't going to get much. So your hours start dropping dramatically, but the managers don't care because you're flat rate. You don't cost them anything to sit around and wonder how your family's going to fucking eat next week or how you're going to pay your electric bill. But a salesman's going to walk back in the shop and ask if you want to buy that brand new truck that just showed up, right? It's crazy, dude. Everything could be going great. You're making money, making hours, plenty of work, and then boom, they hire more techs because they think they're going to make more money. Budget. When are they going to learn, dude? When are they ever going to learn? Seriously, dude. I bet this tech will quit the industry within the next couple of months, if he even makes it that long. He told me something needs to change and it needs to happen real quick. Well, guess what? You need to make a change, because they ain't going to change shit, dude. Shop around. I bet if dealerships paid every tech hourly, they wouldn't hire more techs than they need. Figure that one out. Why is there only a couple parts people in the parts department? Because they're a direct expense. If they were flat rate, there'd be more than enough parts employees. Why do you only have two lot porters? Direct expense. If lot porters are paid flat rate, there'd be more than enough. How many detailers does your dealership have? Multiple, because they're paid flat rate. Paid by the car. If they're hourly, they won't have enough of them. Salesman, same thing. Figure it out. Then if you're an hourly tech, you better not sit down. There's weeds in the parking lot that need pulled. In fact, we just bought a push lawnmower. We fired the lawn maintenance crew, because we got you to do it. Have fun. How many hours you at today? Oh, I'm at 38. Okay, just go home. No overtime. Flat rate, you work six days a week, and you get a bonus $1 more an hour if you work seven, but only for the hours you make on day seven, and you have to be here for at least 10 hours for it to count. We can't win, dude. They're not going to win either in the long run if they keep this shit up, and I'm not even blaming managers for this, and honestly, it's not even the automotive industry's fault either. It's just business in general. The business has to make more and more every year. All of them do. The employees are the ones that get left behind. The shops have to make a profit off our backs in order for them to pay us more money, but they have to be ahead first. Sometimes that takes too long. We wait too long for a pay raise or a promotion, whatever, and we give up and quit. Once again, dude, manufacturers need to step up warranty times. I don't know who the fuck makes them, but they must be fucking superheroes, dude, to do this shit in these times that they're quoting. I'd love to talk to one of those techs on the podcast. Find out how they come up with these bullshit times. Just saying. Just saying. Alright, that's all I got for this week. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, email me, flatratetechpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you have good quality shit. I'm not doing any more podcasts with people that have shitty quality internet, microphones, any of that shit. I'm just going to end the fucking podcast and be done with you just a heads up check out the facebook page flat rate tech podcast instagram flat rate tech underscore podcast flat rate tech podcast.weebly.com my free website i haven't been on it in a while i don't even know if it's still up uh once again patreon.com slash flat rate tech podcast check that out if you want if not don't do it Rate and review the podcast. If you have any guest recommendations, email me, let me know. Got any topics, comments, suggestions on the podcast, email me. That's it. I'm going to go inside. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you all next week. Maybe.